0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
1: I'm Sarah. And I'm Beth. We're lawyers, mothers, and co-hosts of the bipartisan podcast Pantsuit Politics.
0: We have more in common than divides us.
1: In a world that defaults to false dichotomies, we explore the messiness of living wisely.
0: The choices, trade-offs, priorities, and grace of living a nuanced life. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Nuanced Life. I saw a tweet from Clara Malone this week that said, I'm tired of living in interesting times. (laughs) And I think that was a good summary of where we are. So we're gonna talk a little bit about being in a socially distanced society, and also hear from listeners about family struggles. I think this all hangs together really nicely because how we manage our families right now is difficult, and it's always difficult. So we're just going to dig into that today.
1: So we are recording this on Monday, March 16th, which is basically day one. I mean, both of our kids were off Friday, but I didn't treat it like a homeschool day. So the day... Um, one of our new normal, homeschooling our kids. And I thought what we should do since this episode will come out on March 25th is just send a little little love note, a little letter, a little future mapping to future Sarah and Beth a week from now because let's be honest, that's basically six months away. That's how long and short time is right now. It's all the things. It's long and it's short. And so as we're facing our new normal, how do we hope to have adjusted and settled in a week and a half from now?
0: Dear Beth, (laughs) (laughs) I hope that a week from now you feel really proud of having established some good boundaries. I hope that you have demonstrated for your girls the kind of assertiveness that you want them to have in their lives By saying things like, I need to go exercise now. I need to be alone now. Mm -hmm. I need some quiet time. I need to take a walk by myself. I also hope that you have cherished to the fullest extent possible this opportunity to spend this time with your kids and to teach them some things and to witness them in their learning. And I hope that you have done that without putting a bunch of pressure on yourself. Just cherish every moment. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. cherish some of it. You don't have to cherish all of it. And that is okay.
1: Dear Sarah, I hope you got the mornings figured out because today was a disaster. Um, so I, th- I hope that you have settled in to a morning routine with a news brief that really works for you and your family. I hope a week from now, everybody is getting into the groove and that you are providing all of your children with more and more opportunities to step up and to contribute and to make choices um, and to steer their own little ships during troubling times. I hope that the anxiety has lessened. I hope that everyone in your family continues to be healthy and symptom-free so that maybe we could start at least gathering in our small family groups again. (laughs) I hope That you have found a good balance between work and homeschool, rest and focus, and that this has become an opportunity for you and everyone else in your family to grow more connected and stronger and more filled with grace and love for each other and every other human on the planet.
0: Dear Sarah and Beth. I hope that you all have figured out how to record a podcast with kids at home. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I hope that you have been effusive in your gratitude towards your team for being patient with shifting schedules and lots of background noise. I hope that you have found a way to take seriously the responsibility of people looking to you during this time And also not allowed that to make you feel an an insurmountable level of pressure. Mm -hmm. I hope that you can maintain a sense of lightness and humor. I hope you figure out how to use the incredible gift that you've been given for good during this time period. And again, also that you don't turn that into something that feels larger than it needs to be. I hope that you work together and continue to text each other often. Everything from good links to well timed gifts. I hope that you find a way to enjoy this because you are ideally positioned to find a way to enjoy this, even though it is really, really hard.
1: Mm. Dear all of us, I hope there's less uncertainty. I hope there's less anxiety. I hope we're starting to see how our new normal is coming together and how we are all strong enough and capable enough to deal with everything that life is throwing at us right now and to see all the beautiful ways we are connected even when we have to keep our social distance.
0: Dear listener, I hope you know how precious it is to us that you give us this time and your interest. I hope that you are finding all the support that you need. I hope that you are as fortunate as we are. I hope that every need you have is being met even if some of those needs are being met in ways that are more creative than they often have to be. I hope you feel some version of peaceful. I hope you know that there are so many people who are experiencing so much of what you're experiencing, that you're not alone in any of this. I hope you know that we love you here, that we're gonna keep showing up here for you and that you can share anything that comes up during this time with us in this space and that you sharing will help other people. We're going to take a quick
2: break and we'll come right back. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So
1: obviously we're all struggling with a lot of anxiety and overwhelm and stress in the face of this new national crisis. And, you know, who would have thunk it? But BetterHelp is perfectly suited to help us deal with these struggles and maintain our social
0: distance. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely, thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an Uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. And I want you to know that BetterHelp did not ask us to make this connection. We just think this is a very important resource during such a difficult time.
1: BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their
0: website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit BetterHelp.com slash N-L, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 700,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for the Nuance Life listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash N-L.
1: We love when y'all write us advice and carissa sent us a really really thoughtful and intense request for some guidance she is currently in an interracial relationship she is white and her boyfriend is hispanic which should not be groundbreaking in 2020 as she helpfully points out she says my family is very critical of hispanic people especially immigrants and their first comment when meeting him was i hope he's documented Much of my extended family is the same way. Whenever I try to call out their racist behavior, they say they're just voicing facts. They explain that asking if he hits me is appropriate because Mexicans are more likely to commit sexual domestic violence. That demanding to see his birth certificate and have him take a drug test is justified because that's just how those people are. They don't care about the laws. The looks of disgust when they find out his grandparents don't speak very good English but are trying to learn have become all but unbearable for us. The family is so ingrained in the, to be frank, racist and violent disinformation campaign of Donald Trump and the political far right that they don't see their actions as wrong or racist, but just as telling the truth.
0: Carissa says these microaggressions add up over time. That The behavior makes her remember growing up hearing misogynistic jokes in her family. She said she, they talked about the inability of women to drive to their unfitness for leadership. My dad has always said that they're just jokes and that even if blatantly racist comments are made, they don't matter because they aren't made when my partner is there. However, all I can think about is my children having to hear the way their grandfather speaks about them and people that look like them as criminals, drug dealers and rapists, or my partner constantly having to be made to feel unwelcome and inferior. I think of the shooting in El Paso last year and how this factual racism, in quotes, is cultivating and proliferating hatred. How do we combat this narrative coming out of the right? How do you have nuanced conversations with people when you're arguing about parts of a person they cannot change? How can we bring people to a baseline in which their political opinions are not based on whether or not this group should have dignity and human rights?
1: First of all, I just want to say those are not microaggressions. Those are just plain old aggressions. Microaggressions is like moving you know, away from someone or not hailing or not getting a taxi. This is just plain old racism. Just want to clarify that right now.
0: You know, Carissa, I think the most useful guidance I've received about something like this came from Dr. David Camp when we talked to him on uh, Pantsy Politics. And he was talking about how to be white allies. And what he said that has so stuck with me since that conversation is that. We are most able to influence people when we are in relationship with them. And so I want you to feel, I guess, a sense of responsibility, but not of burden here. There Mm -hmm. is a point where you have to protect yourself and your own health. I also think you do have a chance, maybe if you talk about this in a smaller way than the larger conversation, to make a big difference. My inclination is to begin with, do you all love me? Do you trust that I make good choices? Do you care about spending time with me and my family in the future? This doesn't work. And I, when you say these things, even if you think you're joking, what you're telling me is that you don't trust my choices. You don't care about who I love and how it makes you, me feel when you say these things. You don't care about being with my future family. That might not be what you intend, but that is what I am hearing. And I'm asking you to stop.
1: Yeah, I think that deciding boundaries and saying, when is this too much for us to handle, when it is too hurtful, is really important. And also acknowledging that, you know, the, the reality is <laughs> interracial couples all over this country are doing the Lord's work when it comes to it's race so relations. True. They just are and have been for decades decades because that's the type of exposure that really changes people when it's someone they love looking at them and saying, do you trust me? I love this person. Or honestly saying, you can choose your racism or you can choose a continued relationship with me. Those are your choices. Um, Or a continued relationship with your grandchildren. Or seeing, you know, just seeing a human being in relationship with another human being you love and having to shake loose Um, And abandon that type of behavior because you're forced to, because it's hurting someone you love, um, because it's violating their boundaries. I mean, I think that it's impactful when it happens inside families and it is also hard, hard, traumatic, emotional work.
0: It is. And I don't think that you owe your family continued trauma. Mm -mm. It sounds like you're ready to draw some lines. And so I would have that conversation lovingly. I would have it in the conversation, though, of the personal, because like Sarah said, part of the reason that interracial couples are doing such important and difficult work that they they should not have to do is because it takes kind of that formation of a relationship that's very, very close to you for you to gradually start to see the bigger picture when you're in a space like it sounds like your family is
2: in. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It doesn't seem to work the opposite way. If you have the
0: big-picture conversation about Trump and disinformation and the far-right, true as all of that is, it's not very convincing to most people, and it locks them into place in terms of where they are. You might find a little bit more room around, I just need you to love me enough to trust me Mm -hmm. here and do what I'm asking and get to know this person who I love and who I want to spend my life with and who I want to be part of our family here. And I'm telling you that if you can't make room for this person in our family, then there's not going to be room for you and mine. And I don't Mm -hmm. want that. That conversation can can start to move people, whereas the larger political conversation tends to freeze them. And then I hope, I desperately hope for you and everybody who is in this kind of position, that the small conversation opens one door and then another and then another to where eventually they will say, I can't believe we ever spoke that way. Mm-hmm. I can't believe we ever thought that way. I'm so proud to have this son-in-law and this grandchild and this extended family, I'm so delighted to know another culture and to welcome them into my home. I hope it goes that way. And it very well may not. And if it doesn't, just I want to say firmly, there is a limit to what you and, and certainly your fiancé have to endure here, too. We will be right back
1: after this short message from our sponsor
0: temperature is personal. Everyone's ideas of comfortable is unique. And that is certainly true in my house because...
1: Is your husband's idea of what's comfortable incorrect? Because mine is.
0: His idea of what's comfortable is below 70 degrees. Yeah, see. And my idea of what's comfortable is right around 75, if not a bit higher. And so we definitely will occasionally point A fan at his side of the bed and a heater at mine and joke that a front is going to form right in the middle of our bedroom (laughs) because of these competing temperature issues. So this conflict in shared family spaces seems particularly
1: relevant right now. Not feeling thermally comfortable can contribute to family squabbles, increased stress levels, and can be mentally exhausting. Ember Wave is there when you need relief most. All you do is press to activate Ember Wave to create a cool or warm sensation on your wrist. This sensation works with your body and mind to make you feel more comfortable in a matter of minutes. It's based on science of how your mind and body
0: respond to temperature sensations. Ember Wave provides comfort in unpredictable climates, relief from stress, and support for sleep. At the end of a long day, Emberwave has a fall asleep mode that can help you maintain a comfortable temperature as you drift off to sleep. Some places you can use Emberwave include your over air conditioned office, restaurants, airplanes, after a workout, malls, in the car, crowded public spaces and more. Emberwave was featured on Good Morning America and has been named one of Time Magazine's best inventions of 2018. It's also been reviewed by a number of leading technical publications like Wired, Fast Company and CNBC.
1: To receive $50 off your order, head to emberwave.com slash life. That's ember, E-M-B-R, wave.com slash life to receive $50 off your order.
0: We heard from Katherine. Katherine. You sent us an email with the subject line. We think you're wrong, but we're moving near you anyway. And I loved it so much. (laughs) It's so good. Catherine says about 10 months ago, she and her husband moved away from Nashville, Tennessee to Spokane, Washington. Her husband grew up there and his entire family still lives there. They really struggled with this decision. They'd been in Nashville 10 years, began their marriage there, worked difficult jobs, lived in overpriced apartments, dismantled and reconstructed their faith, made lifelong friends, bought their first home and had both of their children. She said, we had built a life for ourselves in Nashville and prided ourselves on our independence from our families. But as often happens, after they started having a family, their perspective on familial relationships began to change. They lamented that their children wouldn't have close relationships with grandparents and that they would miss out on special family events. With the arrival of their second child exactly a year ago, something shifted. Living in Nashville, far away from their conservative Christian
1: families, allowed them the space to find out for themselves what they believed and what values they held. They found themselves to be much more liberal than they were brought up to be and since 2016 have had very challenging conversations with their family members. It's always civil, but we leave the conversations feeling misunderstood. She says, We knew moving to Spokane would be a huge challenge to the echo chamber we'd been living in during our time in Nashville. We decided that building a stronger relationship with our family was our most important priority. And here we are, about seven months since we moved, living life with our family, holding space for the issues we disagree with on both politically and spiritually, it's not been an easy transition, and it's required a lot of intentionality on our part. We had hard conversations with our family before making the move. We'd have, we've would had hard conversations since we've moved, and we will continue to have the hard conversations as we choose to lean, in, lean into the challenge of living outside the echo chamber. I am proud of our decision to head to the Pacific Northwest. We had so many reasons not to do it. Her husband had an amazing promotion, but they just decided that career was not their current priority, and there are days they still struggle. With their decision, but she says, on those days, perspective has a way of gently reminding me to keep my priorities in focus. Spending time with those who love us the most, be it family or friend, will always be worth it. What a beautiful commemoration,
0: Katie. So, Sarah, I imagine that this uh, strikes a chord with you. Um, Yes, I just want to
1: say, like,
0: you know, my
1: stepfather is much more conservative than I am. And he lives right up the street. My father is also much more conservative than I am, and he lives in California. And just the day-to-day drip, drip, drip (laughs) that goes on with my stepfather is so much more emotionally healthy and rewarding and has, like, I've seen impact in the way he votes and thinks about things politically than sort of the disjointed and sporadic communication I have with my father. Like, I truly believe you know, the fact that many, many of the older generation in our country right now is, you know, the daily input is Fox Fox News, not a younger generation that can say, Hey, you know me, you love me, you trust me. Let me tell you how I feel about this issue. It's really it's it's sort of like what we were just talking about in the last question and answer, right? It's it's that has so much more impact on people when you can show up in a day-to-day way and work through this stuff together. I mean, I really believe it's like It's democratic work. Like it's the work of a democracy to just have these hard conversations, not once or twice over the phone or at holidays, but all the time, every day in the presence of children you both love and care about and and are dependent on each other to raise. Um, I just I think that that is deeply rewarding and really, really important in our democracy and can be fulfilling in a way that's just hard to articulate. Otherwise, I know that's not an option for other people. For everybody, truly. But I, I think that these sort of extended multi generational arrangements can be so good on a personal
0: level, on a familial level, on a community level, on a, just a nationwide level, honestly. I just want to say, putting the political aside, that it was such a beautiful thing that my grandmother was mm. this enormous presence in my life. She really was my best friend for a very long time. And um, I hate that my girls don't have that kind of proximity to their grandmothers. They have wonderful grandmothers who do a really good job being important presences in their lives, um, even though we are a couple hours away. But man, the ability to spend as much time to play as many board games, to learn so many things, to hear colorful and interesting expressions that stick with me, um, to just have been with my grandmother the way I was was so beautiful. So I'm sure that this is really hard some days, but just know that you've really given a, a gift to your children by making this decision. And, and I hope that I hope that it feels that way, even on the tough days. And I will say this for
1: for people who that is not an option in the same way that I. Think this is true of intimate relationships Long distance relationships have a different kind of intimacy. I I was in a long distance relationship with my beloved husband um, while I was still in college and he went away to law school. And, you know, they're just, they're different. There's not one that's better or worse. When you, you know, what happens a lot with long distance relationships, including grandparents and grandchildren, is they have intense time periods. Like I know your mom came home and took care of your girls for like almost a week. And so, you know, it's just that sort of, it's not binary. Like, we always have to just get ourselves out of that. And that relationships build in lots of different situations. And intimacy grows both from everyday exposure and from intense, really focused exposure, right? And I think just giving ourselves space to just acknowledge that. And if if you... If family is a priority for you or you want family to be more of a priority for you, it doesn't always have to mean a cross-country move. There are lots of ways to do that. I mean, my parents live up the street, but because of certain social distancing requirements right now, we're FaceTiming every day. And we're kind of talking more in a more kind of in-depth way than we usually do during the week um, because we can just depend on our family dinners on Sundays. And so I just think, like, that ebbs and flows and depending on your life circumstances, and there's always spaces to prioritize that. But... I love that Katie is has done this and is commemorating not just doing it, but like being seven months in and saying like, we had the hard conversations. We're going to keep having them. I'm just here to here to commemorate that. That's beautiful.
0: Thank you all so much for joining us today. Thank you for being part of this community and sharing your struggles and your commemorations and your celebrations. Please continue to do that by sending them to hello at pantsuitpoliticsshow.com. Thank you to Elise, who manages that inbox and helps us put together these episodes and does such a wonderful job. Hope you all are doing as well as you can be during this strange time. We'll be back with you here next Wednesday on Pantsuit Politics between now and then. Keep it nuanced, you Dylan
1: Garvin produces The Nuance Life.
0: Kelly Snap is our managing director.
1: The Nuanced Life is listener-supported. Go to patreoncom slash Life.
0: for five dollars each month, you'll receive an entire bonus episode of The Nuanced Life. Dante Lima is the composer and performer of our theme music. Dylan Garvin is the composer and performer of our ad music.
1: For more information about The Nuanced Life and to connect with us through our weekly email, visit PantsuitPoliticsShow.com.